what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You cannot celebrate Christmas unless you've got Jesus Christ. You can't thank God as you ought to on Thanksgiving unless you've got Jesus Christ down in your heart and you've experienced the power of Almighty God. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of Titus. The book of Titus. Titus chapter 2. We're going to begin with verse 11. Titus chapter 2. Verse 11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us, from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. This morning I want to just thank God for his grace. I just want to thank God for his grace. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, as we come before your throne of grace, Lord, I ask for your help to break the bread of life, Lord, to open up this great word of truth. Anoint me today, Lord, to preach as you anoint your people to hear and receive of your word. Lord, may we all be drawn closer to you, deeper into your word, led more by your spirit, and we'll ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. I've had a number of things on my mind this week, and as you know, Thanksgiving is coming up here in a few days, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, do I curve the message toward Thanksgiving, or is there some other direction that you would have me to go? And as I came across this particular scripture here, Titus 2, verse 15, he said, these things speak. And when I read that verse, I knew right then that this is what God wanted me to give to you today. And in this message today, I want to deal with the grace of God that saves, the grace of God that teaches, and the grace of God that purifies. I've got a lot to be thankful for today, folks. And I think as we sit here and we ponder over the past year, there's just so many things that we can thank God for. 
Now, we've all had our share of problems. I know as I look up on the counter there at the house, we've got a stack of bills there that need to be paid. But thank God He's given me the means to pay for it. Praise God. I've had my share of car trouble this year. Vehicle repairs. Some of them that couldn't be repaired. But you know what? God has provided a new vehicle. Glory to God. God is able to provide whatever your need is. Let me go ahead and tell you, we've had our share of sickness this year too. But as I stand here today, God has touched and healed, and I've seen the power of God move in my family this year. And I just thank God. And as every one of us today ponder over the things that have happened this year, God has moved and worked, and He's touched And he's blessed. I thank God today for a beautiful wife that stands behind me. That supports me during the down times. I thank God for two beautiful girls that love God and they're saved and they're working for the Lord. I thank God I got one at Liberty University that's learning more about the Word of God. I got another little girl right here, 11 years old, Julie, wanting to start a Bible study over at the middle school. I thank God for what He's doing in my family. I can't thank Him enough today for all of His many blessings. I thank God for this church There's not another church in North Carolina that a preacher could come to and start his ministry better than the church I'm in today. And I thank God for every single one of you that's sitting in here today that put up with me, that support the radio ministry. I thank God for every one of you that listening by radio today for allowing me to come into your hearts, your homes, your lives, your automobile, wherever you may be today. I thank God. For the platform that he's given. But as we think of all the things that God has blessed us with. None of those things would be possible. If it wasn't for the grace of God. I thank God for his grace. The Apostle Paul said. In Philippians 4 and verse 19. My God shall supply all of your need. According to his riches and glory. By Christ Jesus. Whatever your need is today, God's got it. God is full of grace and mercy. He's not going to run out. We serve a God that's able to do all things. We serve a God that's got unlimited resources. We've got a God that we could go to at any time. All we got to do is just call Him up, call Him up, and tell Him what we need. And let me tell you today, God will also give, give you some of what you want. Glory to God. God's not waiting for a welfare check to get there. He's not on Medicare, Medicaid, or food stamps. But Jesus is alive and well. Glory to God. Full of grace and truth. Whatever you need, God's got it. Let me tell you what our greatest need is. The greatest need of mankind is the need of salvation. And I thank God for saving my soul. Titus 2, verse 11, the grace of God bringeth salvation to all men. Verse 14, Jesus Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. 
I thank God that he didn't give us what we deserved. Because we deserved judgment and hell. But God didn't give us what we deserved. He gave us his son, Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul said in Romans 5 in verse 8, God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't do anything to earn the love of God. We didn't do anything to merit the love of God. If we'll all be honest with ourselves, we did things to merit the anger of God and the judgment of God. Some of us even did things and we deserved lightning bolts from heaven to come down and strike us dead on the spot. But God didn't give us what we deserved. He gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. I want you to look at verse 11, Titus 2. God brought salvation to all men. Man is a sinner, no exceptions. Every single person has sinned. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God in an eternal place called hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And He has brought salvation to all mankind. Makes no difference who you are. Makes no difference what your background is. Where you've come from. Whether you're a Jew, a Gentile, black, white, purple, polka dotted. Makes no difference what your color is today. He has brought salvation to all mankind. In verse 14. It's for all iniquity. I don't care who you are and I don't care what you've done. There's not a sin too dark. You've not done anything too bad that what Jesus Christ didn't die on that cross and pay for your sin. All iniquity, all sin, that He might redeem us. God's salvation plan, your salvation, hinges on one thing. One thing. And that is faith in who Jesus is and what He did. Here in just a few weeks, Christmas will be right around the corner. A lot of activities and things going on. And it's easy to... Forget with most people what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. It's about God becoming man. One who has always existed. One who existed in an array of light that no man could approach unto. To leave the portals of glory. One who walked on streets of gold now walks on dirt for you and I. Born of the Virgin Mary. Lived a perfect life. Dotted every I and crossed every T. Kept the commandments of God perfectly. And then offered himself up to die on a cross for you and I. That he might redeem 
mankind. That might depends on you, depends on your faith. You can't do anything to save yourself except place your faith exclusively in Jesus Christ and what he did for you at Calvary's cross. That's the grace that is able to save your soul. And let me tell you today, let me encourage you today. If you're not saved, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, don't go through the holidays without Jesus Christ. As Joseph knocked on the door, the innkeeper, and said, have you got some room for me? My wife is pregnant, fixing to give birth. He said, I'm sorry, ain't got no room for you. There's a many a one who's going to go through the holidays and they ain't got room for Jesus. Oh, they got plenty of room for other things, partying and all of the activities going on, but they ain't made no room for Jesus. Let me tell you, you cannot celebrate Christmas unless you've got Jesus Christ in your heart and life. And let me also go ahead and say this. You can't thank God as you ought to on Thanksgiving unless you've got Jesus Christ down in your heart and you've experienced the power of Almighty God. Now, most of you here and most of you by radio today, you understand the grace of God that saves. But now here's where it gets a little sticky. Here's where I begin to lose some of you. The grace of God teaches as well. The grace of God that teaches how to live for God on a daily basis. It's a learning process that we all have to go through. Paul called it in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7. Dana, if you will pull that up. On the screen, Ephesians 3, verse 7. Paul called it the effectual working of his power. Ephesians 3, verse 7. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Here we have a man who was against the church, doing all that he could to find those who had accepted Christ, this new way at that time. He was doing all he could to find these individuals, persecuting them, putting them in prison, and doing all that he could, even killing some of them, trying to stop the gospel. Trying to stop the gospels like trying to stop a hurricane with a pine cone. <laughs> Men have hammered against this book since the dawn of time. But this book still remains. The Apostle Paul was fighting it. God got a hold of him. He was on his way down to Damascus to persecute more Christians, to throw them in jail and do all kind of things. And the power of God got a hold of him. The power of God, you can read about it there in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts. The power of God literally knocked him down. See, that's what it takes for some people. God has to put some people flat on their back. 
in order to get their attention. What are some of you waiting for? You know what you're supposed to do. You know what you need to do, but you keep running from God. And I'm going to tell you this morning exactly as God told the Apostle Paul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. The Holy Spirit keeps dealing he keeps working with you. He keeps convicting you. You know where you need to be. But the Holy Spirit keeps pricking your heart, keeps dealing with you. And if you don't listen, then you find yourself in the hospital looking up at the ceiling. The grace of God teaches us the spirit of God the power of God literally knocked Paul down he said Lord what would you have me to do Paul got saved that day on that road to Damascus God used this man who was persecuting the church and doing everything he could to tear down the church God used this man now to build up the church he wrote over half the New Testament and I thank God for his word today I weep over its pages. It touches my heart. Some of you get all excited and you talk about the ball games and you talk about this going on in Hollywood and all of this kind of stuff, but that stuff does not excite me. But when you start talking about this Bible that I hold in my hands, something starts to burning down in my spirit and I can't help it. I get excited when you start talking about Jesus Christ and talking about all that He's done for me glory to God and all that he's done for you we got something to get excited about oh let me tell you something today you ain't got a problem if you're saved you've got a solution glory to God you need to start sharing the solution with others this is the only thing that can save man's soul it is the only hope for America it's the only hope for this community. Grace that teaches. God changed Paul's life, used him to write over half of the New Testament. I thank God for the day that he saved me. Saved me when I was 12 years old. And I'm not going to stand here and lie to you today and tell you that since that time I've dotted every I and crossed every T and I walked the line because I didn't. I strayed from God. I backslid. But thank God today, I may have left God, but He didn't leave me. Glory to God. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. There's been a many a night when I was backslid with my head on that pillow. And the tears would stream down my cheeks. I knew that I was not right with God. Every time I'd ride down the road and I'd see a church, the Holy Spirit would, would move in my soul and work. When I run across people and I knew they were saved, I knew they were living for God, God would take that and He would pierce my soul. And God never quit. He didn't give up. And I'm here to tell you today, backslider, I don't know who you are. Boy, you can run from God, but you can't outrun Him. 
He knows where you're at. He knows who to bring across your path, and He knows what to do to get your attention and to bring you home. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The grace of God teaches. Depending on how deep in sin a person goes, depending on their background, their upbringing, what they were exposed to in that sinful life. It takes time to learn some things. I said it takes time to learn some things. And some of you were way out there when Jesus touched your heart and brought you in. And you didn't know everything when you got saved. I've been saved over 30 years, and I stand here today, and I'll be honest with you, I do not know everything. God is still showing me things about myself, and He'll teach you. Once you get saved, God will show you what is appropriate to wear to church. Is anybody listening to me? God will show you what is appropriate attire for church. He'll also show you what is appropriate to wear out in the world. Because there's some things that some women folks ought not to be wearing. I think they need to give a permit for some of the things that they're offering women to wear. The world says if you got it, flaunt it. But let me tell you, if you ain't got it, if you've got too much of it, for God's sake, cover it up. But the Lord will deal with you. He'll deal with you about the kind of music you're listening to, too. He'll deal with you about the programs you're looking at on TV. What you're reading. What you're looking at on the internet. The Lord will teach you. He'll show you things. And what is He doing? He's teaching us, Titus 2 verse 12, that denying, refusing ungodliness, and worldly lust. There ain't nothing wrong with a donut. And all of God's people said, Amen. There ain't nothing wrong with a donut. I can go and eat one or two. Amen. But if I sit down and I eat a dozen of them, yeah, moderation. Moderation is the key. The grace of God will teach you moderation. And nothing wrong with eating a piece of cake, but when you eat the whole thing in one sitting, the Holy Spirit will teach you. He also said there, verse 12, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Not only does the Holy Spirit teach us what to do, what not to do, what is appropriate, what is not appropriate, but the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do it. And that is the grace that purifies. The grace that purifies. If you look there in verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and to purify unto himself a peculiar people. What is that? To be beyond the usual. 
as a child of God, you are to come out from among the world and be ye separate. You are in the world, but not of the world. People should look at you and see that you are different. You don't talk like the world. You don't dance to the world's music. You don't tell the dirty jokes. The power of the Holy Spirit is working in your life, and He's making a change down on the inside of you. And there's a change there that the world sees. And there's one last thing I want to talk about this morning, and it's this. You don't have to look at the news much to see that this world is in a mess. There's shootings going on all the time, trucks plowing down people. This world's going to hell in a handbasket, and I wish I could stand here and tell you today that it's going to get better, but it's not. It's only going to wax worse and worse because this Bible says that it is. There's only one hope for this world, and that is Jesus Christ. And I thank God for that blessed hope. If you'll look there at Titus 2, verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back and he's going to set the record straight and I thank God for that day and let me tell you it could be any moment it could be at any time and I thank God for the grace of God If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.